Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join our discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-SWAT. That's 1-844-777-7928, or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Well, today is Friday, as usual. We're talking about a number of things, uh, kind of recapping the week. Uh, and we, like I said, we would love to have you call in. Doug, what it, you got today? Yeah, it is um, the 8th of November. Tomorrow uh, is the 9th, and it's my you brother's birthday. I mean, I'm sorry, the 8th of, <laughs> I was thinking of November. The 8th of April, tomorrow's April 9th, and it's my brother's birthday. And so uh, I'd like to wish David a happy birthday early. Awesome. Yeah, so uh, happy birthday, David. Uh, David's. 59, I think. Wow. 59 years old. So, uh, hope, hope you have a good one. Go play some golf. Uh, he's probably, <laughs> probably out delivering mail now. He works for the post office, so uh, he likes getting out and walking. And, uh, so anyway, um, glad, uh, uh, he and I, uh, get to spend a little bit of time together every now and then. Um, uh, don't know. He loves golf. Uh, David, if you since you're out delivering, you probably can't keep up. Tiger Woods is a plus one right now, <laughs> so it means he's dropped two today. Mm-hmm. Tough conditions today up there. It's very windy. Uh, for all you people that are watching, um, uh, there is uh, a guy named Sung Guy Sung Jai M, who is just blistering. He's 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 been doing pretty good. The dude can putt. And so he's in the lead right now for all you golfers. Um, so uh, that's our sports update. We don't usually do that necessarily. But uh, anyway, glad you could join us today. A lot going on in the news. Taylor, you were kind of burning up my uh, my phone this morning <laughs> with things that were coming out. And, and a lot of it has to do with uh, transgender things. And, and here's what's so amazing. In the church, we want to be loving to people who are gender confused, people who are wrestling through this. And unfortunately, a lot of children and young people and maybe even adults at this point are being conditioned to think a certain way and to think it's okay. And it's not okay. It's not. The Bible is very clear about God's design that he made us male and female. And now... The government of the United States of America is trying to threaten lawmakers in states who are trying to put protective measures in place, like what Governor DeSantis did in our state, uh, what people in Alabama, I think they're looking at a law up there uh, to protect children from this ideology being forced upon them. And you sent me a, um, you sent me a video of what uh, what's this group called you need to be aware of it out there if you're not it's called a maze i think oh mm-hmm. uh, and and they're basically using these videos to indoctrinate and that's what it is it's indoctrination into uh transgender uh, affirming 
belief. Well, just deviant sexuality. Um, this was New Jersey's uh, curriculum. It's their new sex curriculum, and it's for elementary school uh, age kids around nine talking about watching uh, adult content on the internet and oh it's normal it's you know well they said well in the one video you sent me it said pornography is very normal mm-hmm. and it's okay you just need to understand that it's fantasy mm-hmm. which is absurd you know uh, one guy i know says that uh one ministry leader that uh it is like crack it's worse than crack cocaine uh, for young men especially and if you i mean if you get a child start on that at nine before i mean you know the earlier that that happens the the, the more ingrained that change in your in your mind's going to be mm-hmm. in your mental pathways and yeah they're obviously i mean they're not called groomers for no reason right i mean there's a reason that they're calling them that well now wait a minute now joy reed says that that's not a <laughs> that's a that's a negative term we shouldn't use grooming but that's exactly what they're doing i mean if you okay just you said joy reed if you look at her like some of the things she says i i don't see how we're not i mean if a a wide (laughs) range of people think like she does compared to how you know what i would say is a christian worldview i don't see how there's not going to be violence in this country um because it's completely just disconnected from reality yeah well it is disconnect it's uh it's disconnected from reality reality i i want to i do want to point out what the white house put out these are things that we need to be because we live in a country where we have the freedom to. And by the way, uh, I was talking to somebody the other day about school board meetings and about uh, town hall meetings or, or uh, city council meetings and uh, even uh, public school meetings, not school board, but just PTO meetings. And what the person said is that, People who are lobbying in the LGBTQ, RST, whatever you want to add to it, community are doing is they're the most vocal out there. In other words, people who have uh, biblical values are not speaking up. They're not showing up. They're just like kind of putting their heads in the sand saying, well, there's either nothing we can do or um, – but a, a, a large number are now starting to speak up, and and they've contacted their congressmen or their senators in their state, and that's why Governor DeSantis passed this law in Florida. That's why they're looking at this law, uh, a very similar law in Alabama. But uh, they think, passed the one in Alabama. They did pass mm-hmm. it. Okay, K through uh, fifth grade. Yeah, K through fifth grade. Mm-hmm. But keep in mind when. When, when the White House press secretary goes out and speaks, they are representing the view that the White House and the administration are trying to convey and, and take a stand on. And they said very clearly that uh, it was a warning to lawmakers like those in Alabama and Florida and other states that uh, are working to protect minors from puberty blockers and transgender surgeries have been put on notice by the Department of Justice. That was the wording used. Alabama lawmakers and other legislatures who were contemplating these, and here's the, the phrase, discriminating bills or discriminatory bills have been put on notice by the Department of Justice and the Department of Health and Human Services that laws and policies that prevent care that healthcare professionals recommend for transgender minors may violate the Constitution and federal law. 
Now that that ought to wake you up. If that if you haven't been woken up now, and I don't mean woke in the sense of uh, going soft on these issues. I mean wo- awakened in the sense that we have a responsibility to call our Congress. We have re- people that represent us, and we need to be calling them, saying, "Hey, uh, please protect our children." This is. We live in a representative government right now where we can make those calls. And thank goodness that Governor DeSantis in the state of Florida is representing us. Thank goodness that in Virginia, I know we got people listening on the lighthouse up in Virginia. Thank goodness that the governor that you have is taking a stand. The governor in Mississippi, on, on people listening on WMER, you know, thank goodness that there are people who are willing to start taking a stand on this. But, folks, this is going to continue. The, 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 there is such an empowered feeling when you have the White House saying, we got your back and we're going to push this. But this is not the norm in America. It is, it is a very, very vocal minority, a very small minority, but a very vocal. And rising minority, though. It is you rising. Know, we you know why? last week yeah. about the, yeah. the numbers. 20%. Yeah of people under 20 years old, 20% are are recognizing themselves as transgender. Do you know how many people over 60? Less than 1%. Mm -hmm. Less than one recognize themselves. and, And why is that? Well, it's because of indoctrination. And so where's the biblical values? Where is the church in taking a stand and teaching biblical Christian worldview and and saying, hey, you know what? We we don't affirm. We don't affirm sin. We don't affirm people who are going against God's design for marriage, against God's design for male and female um, existence. And we don't affirm delusions. This is insanity, and and we need to have more believers who, in love, speak the truth. That is a loving thing to do. We don't bully people. We don't hate people, but we speak the truth unreservedly, and that's one thing that I think we've, we've, we've kind of fallen short on is people have been quiet because they're afraid of, of being bashed, and they do get bashed, and they get canceled on Facebook on Instagram, on those places. But really, folks, those are not necessarily the places that you ought to care about. I mean, it's okay if you want to venture out into those areas, but understand you, you're you going to be silenced there, but where you can't be silenced is in your neighborhood. Where you can't be silenced is at your grocery store. And, and if people are talking to you or in your own little social circle, don't shrink back. Just say, you know what? I have a different point of view. Really? Well, isn't that hateful? It's my point of view. I mean, the the people who supposedly are pushing all these things are for tolerance, except if you disagree with them. And that's what's so absurd. So there's a book that we gave out a while back called, um, oh gosh, now, now I'm Tactic. blank. Tactics. Yeah. And it's really good at helping you ask questions and deal with stuff as tactics by Yoko, uh, Greg, 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 right? Greg, yeah, Greg Kokel, yeah. K O U K 
K-E-L or K-E-L. I'll, I'll look up the name. He was our guest. Go back and listen to that interview if you hadn't heard. It's a really good interview about that book. And that book is really good at helping you think through questions. But we're going to keep talking. If you want to call in and weigh in on that, love to have you call in today. All right. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the break. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. All my life I've been told I belong at the end of the line. With all the other not quite, with all the never get it right. That was Casting Crowns with Nobody. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us or you're new to the program, Fridays we generally take some time to debrief on uh, the news of the week and kind of what we've also what we've talked about in the scripture. Um, or if we have a um, guest, which this week we did not. Uh, we Yeah, uh, we did. Well, we did. We, I, it was I, a replay. I, I, I had a replay, but it was, I mean, it was a, a past guest, but it was really good. I don't know if you heard Greg Gilbert who wrote the booklet or, or the book, What is the Gospel and Why Trust the Bible? Two books. I, I listened to it yesterday. I was out, and and it was just such a really good interview with him. I was hoping to get him on back live uh, to talk about some of these issues. You know, and I'd forgotten, if you didn't hear it, he talked about one of the things they do in their church is they have a hymn class, and they teach hmm. old hymns. And the theology mm-hmm. of the hymns really a fascinating uh, class that they teach there. Uh, he's up at Louisville at, at uh, I think it's Third Baptist, but uh, or Third Street Baptist. Uh, he really, I, I really enjoy Greg, and he's an up and coming leader in our culture, mm-hmm. and I appreciate his stance on some of these issues. You know, like one of the issues particularly he spoke to is the whole issue of. Um, of uh, the CEO model of a church mm-hmm. not being an effective model and and how the shepherd model was the model of God's leadership and uh, how we've kind of adopted that CEO model in America and a business model. And the church is not a business. It It, it is run a lot of times like a business instead of uh, from spiritually driven ministry principles. So um, I appreciated what he had to say about that. So if you didn't hear it, you can go back and listen. So I, 
Yeah, it wasn't a live guest, but he was a guest that really I thought did a good job. So I took offense at that, Taylor. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was simply trying to let the listener know that today would be a perfect day to call in, and if they would like to do so, they can do that at one eight four four triple seven SWAT. That's one eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. Or if you don't want to uh, get on the air and you do have a question or a comment, you can also email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. You know, Doug, you mentioned that they uh, teach the old hymns at uh, his church. And, you know, I think that's something that most churches in America are missing out on, like you said, about the rich theology. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, I I guess I would say maybe even the masculine nature of some of those hymns that, that... um, don't portray Jesus as my boyfriend, but rather as Jesus as King and Lord. <laughs> okay, that's funny. You know I mean, what I mean? Yeah. But in in how much how impactful that is in the worship, um, and and really, I would say the kind of the, some of the songs that we sing now have the potential to really turn off uh, guys, turn guys away from Christianity. Whereas some of those old hymns were some that would really draw men in, and I think that's important. And so I just. You brought that up, and I'd been listening to some people talk about some of that stuff, and I uh, just wanted to add that. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, I just thought it was funny. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, that's like the guy who says, you know, Jesus is my friend, and I just, my idea of worship is just having a beer with Jesus out on the lake on Sunday. <laughs> you know, I mean, kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, that was actually, I don't even know, remember where I heard that, but I was a guy, one guy said that one time. So, um, anyway, yeah, it's kind of a, um, interesting time we're living in oh where um we, we literally on the verge of a world war three mm-hmm. if you stop and think about the powers that are involved with what's happening in the world and the genocide and some other things that are happening but if you walk out in downtown jacksonville or you go to any major city right now people are going on with life as normal and it really makes me think taylor of when Jesus says, just as it was in the days of Noah, Mm -hmm. that's what it's going to be like when I come back. And I really wonder how many of God's people are really ready for him to come back. Like if he came back tomorrow, would, you know, most of us would probably be embarrassed at the way we spent the last 24 hours before Mm -hmm. he came back. And it's easy to get distracted from things. And, you know, coming up next week, we have Easter probably one of the best times in the year if not the best time to be thinking evangelistically about sharing with your neighbors not just to invite them to a church service but to invite them into conversation about their spiritual life they may not know what easter's about you know if and maybe they invite you to go to an easter egg hunt or you uh, because I found that even secular organizations do Easter egg hunts, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a great time to say, do you know why we really celebrate Easter? Uh, because of the hope it brings. And boy, do we need hope now. And you can go down a road, look for spiritual springboards in conversations to be able to talk to people about the hope of Jesus, it is so needed out in our world, and sometimes we forget that's our primary purpose for being here. It's the one thing we won't be able to do in heaven as God's kids that we do down here is to share the gospel with unbelievers. They're right. all over, and we have all kinds of opportunities. 
Hey, I wanted to give uh, just a, a, there's a shout out and I'm not going to say his name because then that would do it. But I just ran into a guy over at Starbucks before I came up here and I haven't seen this guy probably in, I don't know, a couple of years, but I was reminded as soon as I saw him back when Lori and I first got into ministry back in 1995, mm. 94, 95 timeframe. Only one time in 27 years, one time, was there not enough money in our ministry account to get a paycheck. Only once in 27 years. That's amazing in itself. But in this one month, I was getting ready to go to Russia on a mission trip. And and I remember uh, thinking, man, what are we going to do? Bills are due. I'm going to be gone over there for a month. And uh, I, uh, Lori needs to be able to pay the bills and do all the things. She needs money to, to live off of because we live month to month. And I was already scheduled to meet with this guy to have lunch. And when I went to meet with him, he just handed me an envelope full of cash, mm. unsolicited, and just said, God put it on my heart to bless you with this. And it was exactly what we needed to pay our bills and have some money for food and stuff. And it was amazing, you know, just the way God provided it. And I saw that guy and I just thanked him again. I said, you know, that, that was gosh, 20 something years ago, Mm. but I never forgot that. And I never forgot your faithfulness to do what God led you to do. So you may be out there, in the middle of, you know, Taylor and I, we, we talk about a lot of things on here, especially on Fridays. We, we, we get going about some of the, the cultural things that are weighing in on the church. But never forget that the church's role is to be the voice of hope in the world. It is to carry the banner of Jesus Christ and to encourage one another and to just seeing that guy lifted me up in such a way to say, hey, God can do anything, anytime, anywhere, and he works behind the scenes in ways we don't know. Because before I met him for lunch that day, I'm sitting there thinking, man, I'm leaving in a week, and I got to go, and I don't know how I'm going to pay all these bills. And he already knew. God already knew what he was going to do because he was moving in that guy's heart. And so uh, maybe you're that guy. Maybe you're that person out there that God's blessed with resources And you're sitting there thinking, you know what? God really blessed me for this. I'm going to go get a new boat or I'm going to go get a new motorcycle or I'm going to go get something or do something. Why don't you step back for a second and just think, man, God, what do you want me to do with this? Maybe he blessed me with this for a reason to help somebody. Or maybe you're the person that was like me. Maybe, Maybe you're a person out there and you need something and you don't have the resources to to take care of it. Maybe you need something medically done. Maybe you need uh, a car. Maybe you need, um, you know, to pay rent. Maybe you just, you need money and you don't know where it's going to come from. God knows God cares. And he's there. He will always give us exactly what we need to do exactly what he wants us to do. He never fails in that way. And so, you know, Matthew six thirty three says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be at. I mean, all these things will be taken care of. 
And prior to that, remember, the disciples were concerned about stuff. And he goes, hey, look at the, the flowers in the field. Do they worry? Do I not take care of them? Look at the birds in the air. I, I feed them. They don't worry about their food. So you can trust me. And I just think right now is a great time for us to display a trust and a love for God, a faith in God, and be hope bringers to the world around us because our world needs hope right now desperately. Yeah, it does. I mean, what what can really be added to that except for agreement? You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's a cool story, and it, it's I think for some people to realize that it impacts you still to this day, twenty something years later. I think that's uh, an important reminder, you know, on whatever side you are of that equation. Like that, you know, when God moves in your heart, like it's it's for an impact. Twenty seven years later, and I. I I won't forget that that day because, I mean, literally it was the only time in 27 years that there wasn't enough money in our ministry account to get a paycheck. Mm -hmm. And God said, you know what? I don't need money in your account. I can bring it outside of that. Mm -hmm. And so uh, if you're out there, be encouraged. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything and let the God of all comfort give you peace. That's right out of Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Don't worry about anything. Don't allow, you know, anxiety-induced insomnia to get to you. Let God be your provision. Let him be your provider. You know, I think it's Psalm 127 says, maybe Psalm 124, Psalm 124, I think, says, our God doesn't sleep, but you can because he doesn't. And so you need to rest you need to rest in him. Don't worry. Worry does nothing. It, it, you know, I could go through the, all the medical things that worry does. It is not good. But I hope, hey, if you're listening today and uh, you have a story to share or you just want to call and comment on anything, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love for you to join our conversation today. Today's a good day for that. Yeah, you can do that after the break at one 877 swat That's one 877 7928 Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at com. Before we go, we'd like to give a shout-out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse as well as in Meridian, Mississippi on WMER and all of our local listeners, 91.7 in Jacksonville, 91.9 in St. Augustine, and 91.3 in Folkston, Georgia. And finally, all of our listeners listening online, wherever you are in the country or around the world, we appreciate you. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news. SWAT Radio, that is Chainbreaker by Zach Williams. If you are just joining us, today is Friday, uh, having a open discussion about everything that's gone on uh, throughout the week 
Um, if you would like to join that discussion or if you have any questions, please call us at 1-844-777-SWAT. That's 1-844-777-7928. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. If you uh, are just joining us so you missed all of uh, this week and would like to go back and listen to past programs, you can go to www.SWATradio.com. Click on the Past Programs link. There you'll be able to find our full catalog of programs, including this one, in just about an hour or so. Again, that's the past programs link at www.swatradio.com. Well, you know, Taylor, I, I know everybody who's walked with Christ for any length of time has faith stories or mm-hmm. things that have happened. And I think about the Apostle Paul and Barnabas. You know, we've been talking about them this week and, um, specifically as they battle against the heresy of adding works to salvation. But I was taken back to their time on their trip when they went through the Taurus Mountains, which was very treacherous. I think about the faith stories they must have had about how God delivered them from some of those things. Uh, Paul being stoned and left for dead. Mm. And uh, I just think a lot of times we we need to share those stories more because I even to be honest with you, I I'd kind of forgotten about that till I saw that guy, and uh, it's it's helpful to encourage other people with those kind of stories because that was an, an unsolicited gift that that guy only did one time. Mm. I mean, he, he it's not like he did that every week or every month or every year, and so I, I just think that's amazing how God spoke specifically at that moment to him or moved him to do it just when it was needed. Yeah. That should encourage people. It should it encourages me even today. Yeah, and you know, that's when you when you walk by faith and you're doing uh the Lord's will, uh, he he provides, right? And it it doesn't mm-hmm. look like, you know, health and wealth. It looks a lot more like that. And you know, I I know um a ton of people who have stories like that of just money showing up in the mailbox, you know, one day and they have no clue where it came from and it's exact amounts that they need. You know, people in my family, you know, me personally, God's always provided uh, a job for me whenever that looked uh, suspect. You know, he's always, I'm, I haven't been out of work since I was like 15, you know. So, yeah. um, and that, looking back, that's always been God's grace. Um, well, even to look at, look at you serving here for the last two years. Yeah. I mean, like that. This really came because you were wanting to do a podcast. Yeah. I mean, and and I I've grown over the last two years just from having you here, and it's been good to to have you here. Yeah, and you you and my dad were just talking, and uh, you're like, yeah, have him come on. He could be an intern, and you know that for me that came out of absolutely nowhere, and it's been awesome. (laughs) I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's it's been fun to to get to grow. Well. You know, we, we talked a little bit about the uh, the whole idea of this transgender thing. I would just really like to encourage our listeners to be involved. Call your congressman. Uh, stand up for biblical um, maleness, biblical femaleness, the way God made us. Uh, our culture says that's an evil thing. Our culture says... It's wrong. Don't be ashamed to be who you are. Uh, don't, you know, as it relates to being what God designed. 
and don't fall into the cultural trap of being afraid to be canceled. So what? So they kick you off of Facebook or they kick you off of uh, Instagram. Uh, you know, I mean. Well, so they throw you in jail. Uh, yeah. I, I don't yeah. know if you saw there was an article about a guy. He had called a lawmaker a groomer. <laughs> and uh, she, you know, got uh, the police involved. He was being investigated. It was in the news two days ago. And I think because it made national news attention yesterday, it came out that, oh, they were dropping all charges. But that doesn't mean that they're not going to try to do things like that um, because it's a threat to them. And you speak the truth and the truth wins out. So you got to keep doing it regardless of what may or may not come. Yeah. And, um, you know, I I remember that quote um, that says the only thing uh, necessary for evil Mm-hmm. to continue as what good men to do nothing yeah um so uh who was that what's his name you know uh i don't remember who said that, uh, that, it, was, that it's wasn't. a famous quote yeah um, uh it's the only thing necessary for evil t- edmund burke that's burke. who it was okay, yeah, yeah. I, I i i couldn't uh remember that for a second but yeah it's in some movies too at the beginning of the movie did you ever see the movie um um gosh with the tears of the sun oh yeah it's a great movie it was at the beginning of that movie or the end of it i can't remember but you know that movie it was very dark mm. but i i really like that movie because it brought awareness to some of the things that go on in africa that people don't know about here mm. because that was very realistic of what went on over there, I talked to some people who had served in the Sudan and in some of those areas over there, the Congo. And what happened in that movie was very, very real. Mm. And how they would kill Christians just for being Christians. The Muslims over there, they would go through in genocide villages, just, just kill them. And uh, I had not really ever thought about that until I saw that movie. The, the thing I really love about that movie is it shows, you know, grim men uh, who I guess they seemed hard and jaded at the beginning, but decided to take a stand for the truth and do what was right and rescue these innocent people. And, you know, at use, the cost of their lives. Yeah. yeah use their your their aggression, their masculinity uh, for the sake of the innocent. And uh, that's really powerful. And I, I really like that about that movie. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the concerns that um we we can pray for is our our i believe that our government is going to continue to rewrite history mm. in our schools and um i think voting might be right you know that that it, it's getting time to where the the public schools are no longer a place where you can entrust your kids oh yeah um because because of the kind of garbage that that they're pushing now Mm-hmm. Because think about it, they're being indoctrinated every day, every day with, and, and listen, there's good teachers in the school. I'm, I'm not saying there's not good administrators and good teachers, but these people are being forced to use curriculum that, that is really, um, it, it, it's, it's anti-God is what it is. It's anti-God design, anti-God values and it's more than just a liberal teacher who has a different opinion than you 
it's it's a coordinated strategy at a very high level to influence young people to have them go away from traditional values. And that's exactly what that chart showed about those 20%. Now, mm-hmm. 20% believe that they're either transgender or gender confused. That's insane. And, you know, one study came out that said that um, – that said that most gender-confused adolescents will grow out of it and become cisgender, mm. which is normal heterosexual relationship. Yeah, and, you know, particularly when you're talking about uh, uh, prepubescent and adolescent uh, teenage girls. Say that a, three times yeah, fast. Right, there's a lot of um, uh, angst that comes with the, that change, and with this ideology coming in, that's who's largely affected and, you know, getting there's a lot of people who talk about detransitioning mm-hmm. and, you know, having done irreparable harm to their bodies and how no one told them and no one helped them uh, uh, go through uh, what they're feeling and, and uh, mm-hmm. understand what's going on. And, oh, it's not that I am, uh, you know, a different, really a different gender is that I feel insecure about the changes that are happening in my body and. Uh, is so it's it's sad that instead of offering hope and help, it's uh, offering what they call quote unquote gender affirming care, <laughs> which is really you know uh, gender mutilation, right? And uh, we need to be a voice of opposition to that. Yeah, yeah, we do. We don't need to uh, to be afraid to to say that. Um, you know, um, when you Look at some of the other things going on. We haven't, there's a lot. We haven't talked about Judge Katanji Brown Jackson. Uh, that I, I don't know, there's really a lot to say, except it's just sad to me that, uh, that it was an ideology that got her there mm. because there, there were absolutely no chance that any black conservative woman would have been considered. You know, and and they talk about. I think one of the things she made uh, said at her speech was, "It's a victory for the slaves or for our ancestors or something." What about Clarence Thomas? Was he not a victory? Well, they, there, there was a there was a number of articles talking about she'll be the only black uh, person on the Supreme Court, um, things like that. That completely just discounting uh, Clarence Thomas. Uh, you know, the, the the left hates Clarence Thomas, obviously, and. Uh, consider him to be an Uncle Tom. So, the, of course, they're going to uh, disparage him in any way they can. And, you know, the thing that was really hitting me about this uh, this whole confirmation hearing, well, Katanji, Katanji Brown-Jackson and, and all that was uh, there's, you know, woke, I talk about him all the time, woke preacher clips, right? Uh, yeah. He has a couple of montages of just churches, like, almost venerating her and mm-hmm. talking about her in ways that are just like, oh, my goodness, and <laughs> making connections, you know, to biblical things that just are unsound. Um, but it just kind of like, man, it just hits me hard that there, there's that big of a divide in the church and that they're saying that type of things. They're defending her, saying uh, she doesn't know what a woman is, defending her pedophilia record um, as if they're just, you know, smears, oh, just evil racist smears instead of taking them for what they, you know, for, for what they really are. It's just uh, crazy to me. Yeah. Um, have... <laughs> Did you know that, um, well, we'll talk about that when we come back. we got to go to break. But when we come back, hey, we'd love to hear your calls. Uh, Any questions? Today's a good day for any questions. 
uh, like um, should Christians be okay with uh, Caitlyn Jenner working at Fox News <laughs> and Fox News hiring? That's a supposedly a conservative station. Can you be a conservative and support LGBTQ? Um, can you be a Christian conservative and do that? I don't know. I think we need to be reminded that there's a difference between Christian and conservative. Yes, we'll pick, we do. And we'll pick up there after the break. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.astore.com. That is Brother by Need to Breathe. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, today is Friday. We are debriefing on what's been going on in the week. We'd love to have you call and join the discussion or ask any questions if you have them. You can do so at 1-844-777-SWAT. That's 1-844-777-7928. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Well, um, you know, we were... Before we went to break, you and I were talking about the, you know, Fox News hiring Caitlyn Jenner mm-hmm. um, and how people are kind of excited about that. And because, and I use the name, it's Bruce Jenner, mm-hmm. but Bruce wants to be known as Caitlyn and is dressing like a female, even though he's male. Um, he, uh, he has conservative views on some things and has spoken out even against the transgender swimmer, mm-hmm. you know, the guy who uh, at Penn changed uh, his sex on his uh, application to be able to swim and join the women's swimming team. Um, but I, I just think that when you have a Christian worldview, you know, that, that, that you don't affirm gender dysphoria. As reality, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you you're mean to people, but you you certainly don't celebrate. Hey, I'd like to celebrate. We've got a person who's coming on who's, uh, you know, uh, transgender, and we're excited about that. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I I think that person is living a delusional life, and they they need help. And I certainly won't celebrate them being a commentator 
of the news. I don't care about their opinion. Their worldview is tainted, and I don't want to hear it. Now, we're all flawed. That's true. But that's a pretty big <laughs> that's a pretty big delusion to be a male and dress and act like a female and say I'm really a female trapped in a male body. That's absurd. Yeah. And, you know, uh, like I said before the break, there's a difference between being a conservative and being a Christian. And um, what you see really with the conservative movement as it stands now is uh, a movement that, you know, if you say the right talking points and you uh, about really the founding a little bit, uh, but really about, oh, I love America. If you're pro-America and you're conservative, quote unquote, um, they, they're looking for any voice that will speak that. And if they can get a voice that is part of the left's quote unquote uh, voting block, they'll get it because, oh, it's this is a good talking point. But what they're really doing is accepting the left's premise and the left's worldview, whereas Christianity and a Christian should be uh, looking at the things of the past, that, like the founding and taking what is good from that, that is was based on the word of God and the way that we should live as a Christian in a biblical worldview and say, hey, that was good. And we want to affirm that. But it's not good for its own sake. It's good because it was part of a Christian understanding of how uh, culture or how government should be run. And, and so what what you see with conservative conservatism, there's a schism in that. There's the, the Christian conservative, the Christian who wants to conserve, or I guess who wants to live on biblical principles. And that's what conservatism was supposed to stand on. And then there's the more corporatist aspect of it that's really just wants to score points against the left, make some money, and go towards Sodom. Well, I guess we're already there, but a little slower than the left does. Yes. Um, you know, I, I think when we start deviating from God's word as it relates to something that is clear, like a male or female, and, and then we move and delve into areas that are less clear for us to deal with, at least from a biological or scientific uh, background, like, for instance, the creation of the world, right? The creation of Earth or dealing with the whole creation, young Earth, old Earth. As a believer, do we believe in what the Bible teaches, that Adam was the first man? Well, if you believe in evolution, um, you're going to have a hard time going along with what the Bible teaches that God created the earth in seven days or six days and rested on the seventh. But Jesus affirmed Adam, Paul affirmed Adam, you know, in Romans. And when you look at scripture itself, we either believe it or we don't. When we start deviating from scripture in one area, then we have to be able to allow deviations in other areas. And so that's what happens people realize, well, you know, maybe that's true because, you know, and so when you deviate from what the Bible says about the roles of men and women, mm -hmm. as far as leadership in the church, that you easily go into now affirming leaders in the church who were practicing sinful habits according to Scripture and affirming those people in leadership saying, well, you know what? The Bible is a book of grace. Well, of course it is. Of course it is, but it's also a book of standards. And those standards are not discarded because of grace. Those standards were put in place for the church 
And when Paul wrote Titus, when Paul wrote Timothy, they had homosexuals then. Uh, They had strong women then. Even though culturally, uh, yes, women were looked down upon in a lot of ways, but Jesus valued women. He used women to share the gospel with people. There were women that followed him. Um, But very clearly, women were not put in positions of leadership in the church for a spiritual role reason. It had nothing to do with qualification uh, uh, mentally, value-wise. They were equally as value, but they had a different role. And God wanted it to be the way it was, and he said in his word. So we can either reject his word or we receive it. But to try to live with partial truths here and there and to say, well, I believe this part and not this part, I don't know where you choose to deviate, how you distinguish this is an okay part and this isn't, just because you don't like it. Well, yeah, and you know, you're know, you talking about roles of women in the church, and that's something that I would say throughout our culture has been uh, you know, something that people have been wishy-washy on. And if you look at the churches that have gone the most that way and you, you say, well, what do you stand on? What you really end up standing on is where the culture's at mm-hmm. and following the culture and being liked and accepted by the culture rather than uh, what is the biblical position to hold. Um, so that's something that, you know, I, I think that pretty much every church in America in some way is struggling with that. And there's not a lot of, not a lot of churches that I know of that are really standing on, Hey, God created us male and female. That has a specific meaning that goes down to our very core, the, our very DNA. And there's a way that he'd ordered things and wants things to be, to be run. And it has, like you say, nothing to do with value or, or anything like that. It's just how he created the world. Yeah. Well, you know, there are a lot of people that look at things in the Bible and they question it. They go, well, you know, there's no way Jonah was swallowed by a fish and lived. Well, my wife taught this last week at SWAT women. She was, she was making a correlation between Jonah and Paul being sent to Gentiles and she came across this article uh, and a news clip from up in Cape Cod where this summer, this past summer, in the summer of 2021, a lobster diver was swallowed by a whale up there. And inside that guy, this whale for a good 30 to 45 seconds, hmm. This, if you see a picture of the whale and the guy he literally looks like the, the eraser on a pencil as compared to us. He's that small. And that whale swallowed him and kept him inside for 30 to 45 seconds. Now, a lot of people might argue that that didn't happen, but there were people that saw it. You know, they saw it. They saw it. And so it, it happened. So if it happened to him, couldn't it happen to Jonah? And you go, well, how could he survive? This guy had tanks on. He had air. Well, maybe Jonah died inside the whale, and God resurrected him like he did Lazarus. You you either believe in the Bible or you don't. But it's not a fable. It's not a story to illustrate a point. Jesus referenced Jonah. Jesus referenced Adam. And so people want to deviate from the Bible and discount the Bible and say these are just stories. And listen, I've been in churches where pastors have said, well, 
you know, we don't all believe that these are literal stories in the Bible, okay? Uh, for thousands of years, a lot of the Jews believed <laughs> this was literal. It was their history of God's covenant with them. Only in the enlightened United States educational, you know, uh, liberal theological seminaries have they, well, it's been around for a while, but yeah, here, not just the U S yeah, yeah. But, but the West, but, but, but the point is if the Bible is true, if it's your source of authority, then you need to stand firm on it. But if it's not, why, why follow any of it? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's my take is like, if, if you're not going to follow, if you don't believe in the Bible, if you think it's in error, discard it, go live your life. You know, go go do what you're going to do. Enjoy life now because this is going to be, to quote <laughs> one uh, prosperity gospel preacher, this is going to be your best life. <laughs> so you better enjoy this now. You know, but if the Bible's true and you don't believe it, um, you're, you're, you're in for a big surprise when your number comes and you're not here anymore. And it's a sad day. I, I've known people that have made that jump. And they finish their life. And I I can promise you, like the guy who wanted to go tell his brothers, they're probably wanting to come tell you. So you're if you're out there and you're listening today, by some reason you just flipped on the switch and you don't know Jesus, you've not bowed your heart to him, stop living a lie. Stop living apart from God's hope and help. Cry out to him today and say, I want to follow you. I trust you. I don't even know what it means. Bring people into my life and email me, Doug at SWATradio.com. I'll be happy to send you something to help and be in touch with you, okay? All right. That's all the time we've got for this week. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, you can... Uh, wait, where am I? If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. And you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a great weekend. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening 